This is the King Never Podcast. Welcome to episode 11 of the King Never Podcast, the song that almost drove me crazy. First off, I wanted to thank everyone who's been listening to the podcast. We've reached our highest number of downloads yet. Episode 9 has been downloaded 120 times, and episode 10 has been downloaded 98 times. That's pretty awesome. Since this podcast is really for you, let me know how I can make it better. Uh, Send your suggestions to podcast at kingnever.com. To date, the song All Is Well That Ends Well has been the most difficult for me to finish. Let's just say that there were a lot of issues that cropped up during the recording. The first problem was having Jake track drums without a bass line recorded for the chorus. Normally this would work out okay, except for the fact that on this song, both the guitar and bass change notes on the upbeat, the four and of every measure. With the drums landing on one, it makes for a grooveless situation. Here's a quick sample. As you can tell, it just doesn't sound that great. So my first attempt to fix this was to change the guitar part to match the drum track. In other words, take out the syncopation. This totally killed the feel of the guitar rift because it really needed that syncopation to drive it forward. What I finally ended up doing was to cut and paste an extra kick drum on the forehand of every measure when needed. This worked out pretty well, although it took quite a bit of time for me to nudge those, those extra kicks into the right place to get the feel right. Here's what it sounds like now. During mixing, I'll probably add some reverb and EQ to that new kick drum to make it blend in with the drum track a little better. I don't know if you can tell by listening to the podcast um, because of the mp3 compression, but it's pretty obvious to tell that that pasted in kick drum doesn't quite match um, with the original kick drum. And I think that's mainly because the original kick drum is also in the overheads. The one that I pasted in uh, is not in the overheads. The next problem with the song came when it was time to record vocals. I just couldn't get the first line of the verse in tune. And I'm against using pitch correction software because it just doesn't sound right to my ear. I guess I'd rather be out of tune. Anyway, I began to suspect that the problem was really the bass line. This seemed logical since the verses are really just vocal, bass, and drums. Here's a quick sample of the bass and drum groove for the verses. Now I knew that the bass line had both a D and a D sharp in it, and I began to wonder if that could be the problem. Because I used a five string bass, and the first note in the bass line was a D that was below the normal low E on a regular bass guitar, I was having a hard time um, discerning the note's actual pitch. Those low notes on the five string get a little bit wobbly. So what I did is I used a, a pitch shifter to raise the pitch of the bass line up an octave just so I could hear the the notes a little better. And this convinced me that the first note of the bass line was actually off a a half of a step. I thought that the bass line really should start on a D sharp instead of a D. So I quickly re-recorded the bass track and everything sounded great until the chorus kicked in and then I realized that the new bass line really threw the, the tonal center of the song off and it just sounded wrong. In fact, it sounded like the chorus was a half step off from the verse. 
So I reverted back to the original bass track and began to look at the vocal melody, which I discovered started on a D. Obviously, this was probably the problem. It's difficult to sing a D over a D sharp, at least for me. So I tweaked the melody a bit on the on the first phrase of the verse, but I really wasn't happy with the with the results. It really seemed to kill the feel of the verse for me. So now came the moment of truth. Could I justify singing a D over a D sharp? After messing around with some chord voicings, I realized I was really just harmonizing a D sharp major nine chord without a third uh, between the vocal and bass lines. Cool. I think that works. So I overdubbed a sustaining guitar part leading into the verse to hopefully strengthen that chord voicing, and it seems to work. So now that I've passed the major hurdles on the song, I'm starting to have some fun with it by adding some texture and color guitar parts, as I like to call them, um, such as these. Well, now all I need to do is add some lead guitar to the outro of the song, and then it is done. And it's on to the next one. For more information about King Never, visit kingnever.com. To comment on this podcast, visit kingnever.com slash news or send an email to podcast at kingnever.com. And if you need even more King Never content, follow King Never on Twitter. That's King Never, all one word. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.